Hello and welcome back to Pardon My Franchise, a podcast about movies where there's lots of movies. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Autumn. One of us has to die by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Can both of us Someone, die? <laughs> Someone's head's getting chopped off. <laughs> we can't both? Uh, I guess we both could if we wanted. No, there must be only one. <laughs> There must be one. No more, no less. <laughs> okay, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caller, go ahead. We watched Highlander. If I were making Highlander and I had Sean Connery playing Juan Ramirez, <laughs> I would have at least had somebody say there must be only one. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. His name is Juan. Yes. Everyone says there must be only one. Yes. Did It's on the table. It's right there. Why does he Okay, so Mm-hmm. Sean Connery in this film is playing Connor McLeod's like bestie, right? Mm-hmm. And it's established very early that he's not actually Spanish, he was born in Egypt. 2,500 years ago. Correct. At no point does does uh, he decide, I'm going to tell this guy my actual for real name, because Connor McLeod seems to think that, like, he has a real identity as Connor McLeod. What? In a way that, like, Juan Ramirez Sanchez um, seems to just be like, yeah, this is this is my true identity. Let me see here. I don't want Wikipedia. I don't want IMDb. You know what I want. I want Highlander.Fandom.com. Thank you. Sean Connery. Juan Sanchez via Lobos Ramirez. Oh. Foolish. I forgot via Lobos. Here's his. He does have a name. He was born in 896 BC. His name is Takne. Takne? Takne? T-A-K space N-E? I'm sure that'll come up sometime. Born, 896 B.C. First death, 846 B.C. Born, 1442. (laughs) Murdered, 1862. Man. Man. That's not the right year. I couldn't remember the years. Good, dude. <laughs> Van Helsing is so fucking good, dude. How? So we watched Highlander. Uh it's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. This is the least good first movie we've watched so far. I don't know how you can really compare Night of the Living <laughs> Dead and Highlander. I but think... I'm doing it, and I'm saying it's not as good. <laughs> you can even do that this is not allowed <laughs> you know what there's way more queen songs in this movie than there are in uh night of the living dead yeah you, you could say that again um do, do either of us want to try to summarize the plot of highlander there are people who are born special mm-hmm. asterisk um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so enamored with it that I I have to keep talking about it. We'll talk about it next week, but um, just you the, know some lore. I about... know some lore that was so unpopular that I believe 
it gets dropped in the third movie and never talked about again. Uh-huh. Um, some people are born immortals. And then eventually there will be a gathering. And those immortals have to come together and fight until one is left. And then they experience the quickening. Which gives them global telepathy? They, they experience the quickening before that. They experience the quickening the first time they die, I think. And when they kill somebody, they gain the yes. power. Yes. But yeah, uh, at the end of this movie, Connor McLeod. So Connor McLeod was born in the Scottish Highlands. He's killed by the Kurgan. Played by Clancy Brown. Is Kurgan a real thing? I don't know. I'm going to type in Kurgan. Because it's half name and half like. Title. Uh, well, like ethnicity. Because they talk about the Kurgans. Oh, right, they do. A Kurgan is a type of tumulus constructed over a grave. Interesting. City in South Russia, Kurgan disambiguation. Uh, Kurgan hypothesis, one of the proposals about early Indo-European origins. The Kurgan, a fictional human culture in Warhammer fantasy aligned to the Chaos faction. That's probably because of this movie. Probably. What's the Kurgan hypothesis? Uh, it postulates that the people of a Kurgan culture on the, in the Pontic steppe north of the Black Sea were the most likely speakers of the Proto-Indo-European language. Pi. What's Kurgan culture? Oh, it says here they have four testicles and they like to headbutt each other. That is not what it says here. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. <laughs> we're getting into the weeds of anthropology at this point. Um, and, this uh, is... and in this movie, they that all happens, and um, Raiden from Mortal Kombat is the winner. <laughs> his his fake name is Russell Nash. His real name is Connor McLeod. Mm-hmm. He saves a little girl in a World War Two, and that little girl grows up to be his secretary. Uh huh. And he is she a cop? No. Okay, so. No, she's a metallurgist. No. Yeah. She wrote the book. She's, she's an antique dealer. No. The person... You are blending the two women in this movie together. There's two women in this movie? <laughs> there are two women in this movie. But she wrote the book, and he was like, ah, I have your book. Okay. Because you wrote gonna, the book. I'm going to summarize. She, it's a, and it's literally called, like, metallurgy. The the copyright wrote that book. Yes. The other woman the love interest. That. No, Rachel and the what the no, other No, no, no. Rachel <laughs> is the little girl from the yes. World War II. Yes. And you is the saying... secretary. Yes. She was were... not a metallurgist. Yes, you were saying that all these women were the same woman. No, I was not. Um okay, so Connor McLeod, he's killed. He's a he's a Scottish Highlander. He's killed um by the Kurgan. He gets the quickening. Juan Ramirez Sanchez uh uh I the other way around. Juan Sanchez, Sanchez. via Lobos Ramirez shows up and teaches him about being an immortal, um, and tells him you can't love th- this this Heather lady forever because she'll die and you won't. Um, then that happens. Yeah, then that happens. Um, she looks like the old lady from the Princess Bride with the she does <laughs> with the makeup. <laughs> she does. Um, and then um, before she dies. <laughs> years and years and years before she dies um uh 
Was my two sentence summary not good enough for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Juan is cheating. Juan is teaching Connor. God, the fucking name. I'm gonna say Sean Connery and Kevin. Kevin. Well, that's not gonna help because his name is Connor and he's playing opposite of Sean Connery. Sean Connery is teaching Christopher Lambert to be a sword fighter, to be an immortal. Um, and one day, um, Sean Connery and um. Uh, what's his face are chilling Sean Connery and Heather are chilling and the Kurgan shows up and kills Sean Connery and um assaults Heather uh and that's a bad time for everybody uh and then the other thing is that we get a modern day story because he's an immortal of Connor McLeod living in New York, the Kurgan's coming after him, and he gets up to hijinks because he's in trouble with the New York Police Department uh, as the gathering draws near, basically. Because? I don't know. Why? He murders a man in a parking garage at the oh, start of the movie? <laughs> yes, I did. I thought you were asking, why does the gathering happening? And I'm like, I don't fucking know why the gathering's happening. This movie explains so The reason so little. you thought I was talking about the same woman is because you cut me off before i could finish my original statement i just was confused by what you were saying i said is she a cop i said he falls in love with pause is she a cop i missed the he falls in love with part yeah he ends up dating this lady but also pretty sure she's a cop yes her whole deal in this movie is confusing there's a part of this movie that like purposefully doesn't really want to explain the whole immortals thing to you and i think that that's Cool, I guess. I think maybe they could have explained it a little more, but I don't what have a didn't problem you, what with it. Did, what part didn't you get? Uh, it's so, not that I didn't... It's not some that, people are born immortal, <laughs> and they die, they have a quickening, and then sometimes when a man is with a woman, he experiences another quickening of the seed. Uh, uh, Kevin MacLeod cannot... Kevin, that. Not, not Kevin McLeod. I know. Connor cannot have babies. Yeah. No, the, there's just like, if this was a newer movie, there would be a lot of lore dumping in a way that this movie does not have. I'm mostly fine I, with that. I but mean, it, I think this movie has plenty of lore dumping. You have half, like, a third of the movie is all flashbacks. I guess it's maybe inelegant lore dumping. Do you mean you don't know what the source is? I guess I don't know. I just mean that like. Are you? Are, is your question? What are the cartoon demons? I yeah. There's just like a lot of the I, movie just kind of keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. There's a, uh, okay. Here's what I'm actually saying. It's not that I want there to be more lore or more exposition. It's that like there's a cold open um, to the movie. Uh, Connor McLeod's at this wrestling match, and after the wrestling match, he goes um, and fights a dude in a parking garage. And you're like, oh, cool, cold open. And it starts to have this structure where it's telling you the story of what happened in Scotland in the 1500s and what happened right now in New York City. And that's kind of cool. But at a certain point, it's like, it just felt like it was it was a run-on sentence. You know? I, I could never feel like... Ah, Act One is ended. It's it's not very screenwriterly. It's very just like this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And so, if there's any point where your attention wanders because it's a two-hour movie that could probably be a ninety-minute movie, it could probably be a hundred-minute movie. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like, I don't know if it needs two hours, but it needs, like, an hour 40. Yeah, it just, it doesn't drag a ton, but it drags a little bit, and the, like... And it's only in the action scenes. The action scenes are longer than I expect every time. Yeah, and it just... But it, I, I would posit that this is particularly screenwriterly, because they do be writing. <laughs> they do keep writing the script. <laughs> they do keep writing stuff happening. <laughs> It is a lot of weird, like, run-on sentences, but it is cool, though. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it, it has the vibe of, like, a playing, like, a uh, heavily improv, like, uh, tabletop game, where you're like... For sure. Oh, and then we drew this card, so this thing happens, and I, I, now let's microscope, zoom out, and, like, do this scene to establish this detail in the background, and... Mm-hmm. What do you, uh... I'm looking at just details about the production of this movie a little bit. Um, I bet I would have better luck down here. Um, let's... Oh, read that first sentence, please. Gregory Weldon wrote the script for Highlander as a class assignment while he was an undergraduate in the screenwriting program at UCLA. All right, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Use the... Use a 1977 Ridley Scott movie that I've not heard of as inspiration... Um, the duelists. Uh, his professor read the script and told him to sell it. So, and I guess <clears throat> it, it worked. Um, uh, people love this shit. Uh, yeah, no. <clears throat> so, so I, I, I sound kind of negative because, like, when I'm talking about the movie, especially like right after we finished it, I am feeling the weight of how much the last the last thirty minutes is just kind of a drag to me. Um. But, uh, for the mo- for like the first 90 minutes, we were just kind of hooting and hollering and having a good time. It's a very playful movie. It's very like, like there's a lot of like match cut from Connor's eyes in the 1500s to uh, a mural of uh, the Mona Lisa's eyes on some building in New York. Um, but she looks high. But she looks high as fuck. Uh, um, let's talk about cameras. Yeah, let's talk about cameras. What do you want to say about cameras? I love when cameras just move. <laughs> if you want to see a camera on a big metal arm just move through a place, yeah, this is one of those movies. Yeah, it looks fucking great. The it, opening shot of this movie, uh huh, starts from this bird's eye view of a wrestling match. Uh-huh. Zooms through the crowd and then sweeps over to the side and then zooms in for a close-up on... Christopher Lambert. I almost Kevin McLeod. <laughs> Christopher Lambert, who I just like looking at. He's like a... He's like got snake man energy. He has serial killer energy yeah. in this movie. <laughs> he's not very charismatic, but that really works. He just—I just expect him to have like snake powers. He, he just seems like, like a human snake. If a Yuan-Ti was real, it would be Christopher Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how you get five more movies out of this. I don't uh, know how you get a media. Franchise. I think after this happens, it—you just reboot it, and it's like, oh hey, all of you come back to life. Now you have to do it again. Yeah, that makes sense. We know that Sean Connery's in the next one. Do we? Yeah. Okay. It was on his uh, his page here. Okay. So I assume that they just have to do another one. 
I guess so. Right, we should talk about how bizarre the ending is. <laughs> how batshit crazy the ending is. Um, oh, you mean Akira happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Connor kills um, the Kurgan, um, who, is, who is played by um, Clancy Brown in, like, leather motorcycle daddy get up in this whole movie and it's fucking exquisite (laughs) (laughs) at some nuns (laughs) yeah he's got safety pins holding his throat together because sean connery cut his throat like uh hundreds of years ago well he that was before the movie and he had the scar in the 1500s i think the safety pins are just because it he's trying to look like a punk now Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because when he gets his head cut off for real at the end, it's above that. Right, yeah. So. Um, so. God, I remembered something about the swords in this movie that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but, uh, uh, so, he kills the Kurgan. Mune. He kills the Kurgan, and he gets this ultra-quickening thing, and, like, you see, like, little hand-animated, like, monsters and, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, windows get blown up and weird stuff happens. I don't fucking know. doesn't really matter. It It's cool looking. Um, and then C- Connor and his girlfriend go back to the Scottish Highlands, and he <laughs> explains to her that if I think about it, I can hear the thoughts of anybody on planet Earth, and you're thinking about how bad you want my dick. <laughs> um, I could hear, I could hear what the president is thinking right now. Um, okay, <laughs> you you pointed to me something on the uh, on on the the Highlander wiki page for. Sean Connery's character, one of the tabs, one of the headings is coming back to life. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, that is a weird ending. Yeah. The, the, what a bizarre prize that it's like, kind of the anime, it's kind but of... But he can help them. And now he can live and age and bear children. It's, it's kind of like human instrumentality, Except what if human instrumentality was one guy? <laughs> okay. What if one guy had it? Okay, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> um, I love this movie. This is great. I'm a little less enthused on it, but I'm, I feel like if you ask me about it again in a week, I'm going to be like, man, The Highlighter, that was a great movie. You know? I just, like, right now, I'm feeling like, eh. Think about... Good. All the people who went out and wrote really shitty, like, um, urban fantasy books in the 80s, in the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about guys with katanas. Yeah. But white guys with katanas. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's crazy racist and just. Because it's just like, here's Sean Connery playing a Spanish guy who's actually an ancient Egyptian. <laughs> he talks like Sean Connery the whole time. Is I mean... Any uh, wheels a whole, katana. The whole premise is that they have to, like, adopt new identities. Which, that's just a thing you have to do. If, yeah. If you live in Earth over 2,000 years, you have to just change your ethnicity 
I guess. <laughs> this is what yeah. vampires have to do. Yeah, think sure. I'm not saying it's Edward wrong. Edward Cullen's going to have to pull some <laughs> shit in 2,000 years, right? <laughs> um, but, like, is 800 BC, like, Greek Egypt? I have no idea. When is that? When does that happen? I, I know nothing about Egypt, uh, except things I learned from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> well, this is mo- far after the King of Games. <laughs> I, I just don't know what period of Egypt 800 BC is. Uh, yeah, I am of no help to you on this front, my friend. Um, I'm trying to think of. Um, Oh, right, so this leads to um, Sean Connery being like, I got... <laughs> I was boning this Japanese girl a couple hundred years ago, and her dad gave me the Masamune. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> Who was her dad? Uh, uh, it's a it's a famous, like, myth... Uh, I can't think of the name. His name is Masamune. Oh, is his name Masamune? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the sword is dated to 600 BC, but made with medieval era methods. Ooh. Um, I'm trying to find the name of the other guy, the other Highlander who's in two scenes and then dies. Castagir. Castagir? Mm-hmm. Right there. Castagir. Yep. Castagir shows up in New York, and um, him and uh, Christopher Lambert bro down for like five minutes. And then there's a flashback to a scene where he's in a duel, (laughs) and he keeps getting stabbed over and over again. And then the other guy who is fighting has like a a butler who keeps trying to kiss him, and Uh then he gets so frustrated he kills the butler at the end. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know why that scene is in the movie. Guys being dudes. There's not enough guys being dudes. I thought when Castagir showed up, we were entering a new chapter of the movie that was about guys <sighs> being wish, dudes. I wish I wish he hadn't just been killed instantly, and then he could like be part of the movie. Yeah, so him and... Because him and Christopher Lambert are like, let's go party. Uh, and then we have this flashback. And then when we cut back to the present day, it's just Castagir and... Um, Kurgan fighting. Kurgan fighting. And it's like, well, come on. You told us there was going to be a fucking party. I think that, that truly was the moment where... I, and there's still cool stuff after this, but that was a, the moment in the movie that I, I started to feel a little checked out. I'm like, okay, we had like five minutes of this duel in 1783 that is not that interesting, but we can't get five minutes of broing down with Castagir? I wonder if there's something about Castagir that would lend itself to someone making a movie like this not... Featuring him in many scenes. Is there any? <laughs> is there any detail about Castagir we haven't mentioned that would, you know, he has a cool scimitar. But is, there, is there any detail is there, that is, I'm missing that would maybe be the reason that he doesn't get to be like a cool guy? Is there anything about this character in, say, a movie from 1986 that would lead him to just being introduced to get chumped out by the Kurgan to remind you that the Kurgan is actually the coolest guy? Is he the coolest guy? Uh, the movie wants you to think he's the coolest guy. Uh, I was just checking to see what else this guy's been in. Oh, he's in Wing Commander. <gasps> he's, 
He's Captain Panaka? Yo, I didn't even Yo! recognize him. Because he has a beard in this. Holy shit. He's and Captain Panaka, dude. Also, I guess he's in Fantastic Beasts, the Crimson. Yeah, shut the, the fuck up. <laughs> it's Yo. only been five years since Fantastic Beasts 2. Um... Anyway, yeah, he's black. That's the that's the yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah that is not the reason he gets chucked out cool. like this. He's uh, done so dirty. He's Captain. You know, Captain Panaka's a huge scumbag in the EU. Is he really? Yeah, he's super Palpatine. Oh, is he? I yeah. guess that makes sense. Oh, he's more of a TV actor. Okay, what's he been on in TV? Um, um Red Dwarf. People like Mac- that. MacGyver. Doctor Who? He was he was in Doctor Who. He was in two episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, Solomon in Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. Certainly episodes I've seen. But... 2007 Doctor Who. If yeah. That means anything to you. I, I've definitely seen those episodes, but I can't picture Captain Panaka. In... And he's been in a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, nothing I really recognize. Here, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, um, and, oh, a stage guy. Yeah, that's, stage that's guy a little bit. Fun. Anyway, uh, this movie's pretty good. Yeah, I had a really good time. Um, I'm trying to think of... Yeah, it's a little bit, like, rambly. It's a little bit, like, not quite giving me what I want. But when it's giving me what I want, it there's nothing else that hits like this does. You know? The movie poster is just of the end of the movie. Yeah. I, where he's in front of the big window and... That's ideal, honestly. <laughs> he looks like he's getting head. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other... The... the, the, the... <laughs> I think that this movie has such a sense of humor. Yes. That is so fun to see. Yes. And, like, there are jokes in it. Yes. And it doesn't... It never takes away from what drama there is, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that it's never... It's also never really digging deep into the drama of these wacky immortal guys the most it ever <laughs> digs deep into the 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 um the drama of oh it's so hard to live forever is when a queen song just starts who wants to live forever and <laughs> that one lady died that and then one lady died like you know what what this shows actually is that immortality is nowhere near as much of a bummer as all these other movies claim. Because, like, it takes a while, but you'll, you'll get over it. Yeah. You'll find a new lady. It's also weird because it's this movie where, like, the Kurgan, no bitches. Uh, well, he, he did uh, have sex with that sex worker. Uh, he, did, he did do that. Um, Juan... Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez, yes. three bitches in 2,500 years. Yes. That is a one bitch every 800 years average. But the last one was a thousand years before he died. Yes. Um, and, 800, and, and whatever. And Connor McLeod, two bitches in 500 years, 600 years, whatever it is. Uh, I guess it would be 400 years. Okay. So he's doing better. He's doing better. But still not very good. It seems good. like you front load them. These guys have got no game. But what they do have is a bunch you of... You saw Christopher Lambert in this movie. Do you think he has game? <laughs> These men have no game, but what they These do have... These men are pawns. 
<laughs> what they do have is a bunch of other sweaty men to get in sword fights with that's very romantic. <laughs> the sword fight was not the romantic part. The running on the beach in a skirt was pretty romantic, yeah. though. <laughs> Just just me and Sean Connery running on the beach feel the heart of the stag. Uh, this movie's great. <laughs> I don't know that I have much more to say about it. I don't either. Do we wanna do we wanna zoom out and see what's ahead of us in the Highlander franchise? Uh well next week we will be watching Highlander 2 The Quickening. Ooh, yeah, give me that. Give me this view here. So, films. Highlander. Highlander 2, The Quickening, which is from 1991, I want to say. Yes, a year before the TV show starts. Highlander 3, The Sorcerer, in 1994, which is midway through the TV show's run. Highlander Endgame. What? Oh, oh, why does the... Why does Highlander 3 The Sorcerer have a movie poster that says Highlander The Final Dimension? Um, we will find out, I suppose. Uh, what I do know, looking ahead a little bit, is that Highlander 3 The Sorcerer is the last movie where Connor McCloud is the main protagonist, but he will be in Highlander Endgame, which comes out in 2000. And it's in 2000, that's why they have leather trench coats now. Yes. Then Highlander The Search for Vengeance is an anime movie oh, from yeah. 2007. I, I remember this. And Highlander The Source is a TV movie, I think, from 2007 as well. Then there is also Highlander The Series, which ran for six seasons. Highlander The Animated Series, apparently. I missed that. Um, and Highlander The Raven, which spun out of Highlander The Series after the end We're of the show. We're not watching any of that stuff, probably. We will not be reading the comics. We will not be playing the video games, I don't think. Well, what are these video games? <laughs> Nora's may be playing the video games. There's the game. Highlander the game. An, a canceled action role-playing game. Published by Square Enix for Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. Man, I wish that I wish we could play this. <laughs> Highlander Last of the McClouds is from 1995, exclusively for the Atari Jaguar. Atari Jaguar CD, thank you. And the original Highlander is from 1986 for the ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, and... Oh, look this at is this. exquisite. We've got two little... These look like the guys from... Um, what was that? Uh, pocket Fighters. These look like two little Pocket Fighters guys um, that are about to have a sword fight. It's an arcade fighting game in which the player controls one of two swordsmen. That makes sense. First he has to fight Ramirez, then Fazir, named Fasil in the film, before finally facing the Kurgan. Can you actually... Can you go back to uh, what we were just looking at? Give me, give me the comics here. Let me see, like, who's the creators on these comics? Uh, published by Dynamite Entertainment. The covers don't look very good, but I don't see a creative team here. Gregory Wyden, Bra the, the Highlander guy. Oh, Brandon Jerwa, Michael Avon Oming, uh, and Lee Motor, um, and some cover artists. I don't really recognize any of those names. They I recognize the colorer's name. Way of the Sword. Uh, it looks like it is just a continuation oh. of that, maybe. Oh no, no, no! This is 
four in four issue monthly limited series 2007 to 2008 yeah i have no interest in it's this. a prequel with no connection to the tv uh, is the tv not canon to the to the movie let's see here Highlander the series is an American It features a storyline in which the protagonist of the film has not won the prize sought by all immortals. Huh. Christopher Lambert reprised his role in the pilot episode. Scroll back up. Um, which introduced series protagonist Duncan MacLeod, an immortal who was taken in by the same clan of Scottish Highlanders who had found and hmm. raised Connor generations before. Weird. Oh, well. Huh. Um, yeah, I have very little interest in this. May I might peek in at the pilot, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving Highlander four stars. I think it's five stars. I respect that, that take. Uh, next up, we've got Highlander 2, The Quickening. The movie poster promises Christopher Lambert, Virginia Madsen, Michael Ironside, and Sean Connery. Michael Ironside. Who's that? I recognize that name. I also recognize that name. Oh, that guy. I recognize that face. He's, uh, you know... <laughs> Wikipedia not giving us any help here. He's known for playing villains and tough guy heroes. Uh, let's see. We've got... He's General Hugh Ashdown in Terminator Salvation. Sure, a character I definitely remember. He's... He voiced Batman in The Dark Knight Returns. Okay, weird. Uh, played Tom Clancy's character Sam Fisher in the Splinter Cell games and is cast as the, uh, Tiberium Wars. See, he's Sam Fisher. He's he appeared in the film X Men First Class. I like that movie. Playing the captain of the Seventh Fleet, I will absolutely not recognize him from that role. He's the father of Captain Cold in uh... Lewis Snart. Please, <laughs> he's Lewis Snart. He's the father. Uh, oh yeah, he yes. is Lewis Snart. Yes, that's what okay. I just said. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I had I thought Lewis Snart was the name of Captain Cold for a second. Uh, you really gotta scroll through this big page just find anything it's not a list at all there's he voiced dark side in superman the animated series in 1997 ironside was reunited with total recall director paul verhoeven for starship troopers does not give us a role here oh he might be the teacher from starship troopers yes maybe is he the guy, because it says he's in Scanners, is he the guy whose head gets blown up? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the teacher, the high school teacher in Starship Troopers who is missing an arm. I haven't seen Starship Troopers. And then Troopers. when the war starts, he puts he gets a metal arm. Cool. Good yeah. for him. Anyway, Highlander um, 2, The Quickening. That's about all we have to say about Highlander. Yeah. It's just kind of a good movie. Yeah, this is my take on it. We'll be back next time with the the sequel. Yeah. And uh, what are you going to plug? You can find me on Twitter, at Autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host, at Autumnal. You can go to exportaud.io. That, uh, that's the Patreon page. We have links to all the free feeds for all the podcasts. For a dollar a month, you can get this show and a bunch of other shows early. And for $5 a month, you can get Pop Town Funk and... 
Um, what's it called? Coffee and comic books. <laughs> Brain fart there for a second. Abrupt. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora for now, or at Ashworm on co-host Ash with an E, Worm with a Y. You find stuff I've done at norablake.online. And you can find me on all the a bunch of other export audio podcasts that I do. Um, I started a irregular project on the Patreon where I'm. Doing... I hope it's regular because I'm really enjoying it. Well, I don't know the schedule, if any, on it, <laughs> but I'm attempting some solo sort of actual play things of uh, the Lone Wolf game books written by Joe Deaver, and we'll see how many of those I uh, I put out, but it's been fun so far. Uh, what's our sign-off for this one? Um, our sign-off for this one is going to be... <laughs> Christopher Lambert's weird-ass laugh. <laughs> um, our, our sign-off for this one is going to be... The gun is good, the penis is good. We'll just say Mashamuni. Mashamuni. <laughs> <laughs>